generation the preachers of the gospel of this generation has pushed away the cross of Jesus Christ they have neglected the cross Jesus commanded that the gospel of repentance and remission of sins shall be preached to all nations and then the end will come I don't believe in my generation we are doing the gospel a good service. I want to say that preachers have gone from east to west almost all over the world with pseudo Christianity, with pseudo gospel, with another gospel, the gospel that talks about only money only riches only bread and butter only healing and deliverance only prophetic and, and, and prof, prophet the gospel that speaks only about the mundane things of this present world you can see with me go through the internet go through the television go through the media how many ministers prophets evangelists how many bishops how many preachers are telling people to repent from their sins that the hell is real that the savior is coming back again make a research by yourself how many of them have the true gospel they have run from east west north to south from south pole to north pole in the name of ministry they are run now they're not running with the savior they are not running with the true gospel and they are not winning souls unto Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 24 we read from verse 15 down Jesus also said in the last time of that chapter that the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all nations and then the end will come and i want you to understand my beloved brethren that god is still looking for men and women to use to send this gospel to all nations the true gospel to all nations has it have you imagined within you that churches and ministers prophets and talented musicians can congregate believers from 1000 to 2000 to 3000 sitting in an auditorium oh my goodness they come to worship they come to praise god they come to receive good tidings of the prophetic but very many of them are not yet born again these people come they do the worship they feel good and go nobody presents the cross to them without the cross of Jesus Christ christianity is a mere religion without the cross of Jesus Christ presented But the Bible said it that greater love has no man that a man would die for his friend 
that Jesus Christ of Nazareth came to die for us to deliver us from all iniquity. Because the church has pushed away the cross, the power has left the church. Because the church has pushed away the cross, the humility, the meekness, the brokenness, the repentance, the sanctification, the reason for Christ's coming is that he will sanctify us, separate us from the world, give us a holy nature, a new nature, the divine nature that we shall be ambassadors of Christ, the light that shine in the darkness, the salt of the earth. That was the reason why the present church of my generation was petrified, was confused, was rattled when a single illness, a single uh, a virus, a single whatever you call it, whether it's coming from man or demon or under the sea, it has come, it has come. But where was the position of the church? Where was the position of the watchmen of the church when this pandemic, when this COVID-19 was coming? Where were they? Where are the prophets? Where are the prayer warriors? Where are the big time ministers who hear from God? Why did it take us in such a surprise? Is there no longer balm in Gilead? Where is the healing power that Christ has given to the militant church? What we are seeing in all the nations today is simply the sign of the last days. I'm sorry to say it, but Christ said it in Matthew 24. That these things are beginning of sorrows. And the church is not yet prepared. The church is prayerless. The church is no longer bold to stand in faith. Well, I'm not saying the generality of the church. I'm not talking and making a general statement. But majority of the members of the body of Christ, they don't know why they are Christians. They don't know about the Christian doctrine. They don't know where they are going. They don't know even the power of the Savior. They don't know even the power of the cross. They don't know even the power of resurrection. And that is the reason why souls are drifting even from Christianity to other religions. My brethren, we need revival. We need revival. No politician can solve, can fix this problem. No statesman can fix this problem. No kind of organization, no kind of philanthropy, nothing absolutely can fix this very situation except revival from the, from the third heaven, from the throne of God. And the Bible says, as long as Zion traveleth, as long as the church travels, the Lord will give us children. The church has the mantle and the mandate and the mission 
to declare and to decree the state of affairs in any nation and in the world. He told Peter, Upon this rock I build my church, the gates of hell shall not prevail. And I give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind here on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you lose here on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And the question is, is the church still binding or losing? Or is the church whining and dining? Give me money, give me this, give me that. Where, where are we going to go with those money? Money is good, limousine is good, good cars are good, yeah, good clothing are good, prosperity is wonderful. Where are we going with those things? We are living this this very world with a dime. We are not living this even with a suit. What's his name? The Bible said that naked we come into this world, naked are we going. My beloved brethren, this message is coming to us today. Uh, in the sense that God has raised this ministry for the revival of the body of Christ. If there is no revival, there's nothing we can do about it. If we don't call on the Holy Spirit to come back, if the church does not come in humility, in repentance, in restitution, the, this, this thing will continue going. People go to the church to look for comfort. They don't find comfort. People go to the churches to look for solution. They can't see solution. And when you go over there, the man or woman of God, whatever is their name, is only talking about money. He's only talking about riches. He's only talking about the kingdom of this world that will surely perish. And that's the reason why we need a revival. In many churches, iniquity in the pulpit, fornication, adultery, perverse sexuality, perverse sexuality, all kind of avarice, racism, all these things are there. And even witchcraft. So my beloved brethren, tonight we are going to pray for the revival of the church of the living God. If the church in America can be revived, if the pastors can go back to the cross, to the man of Calvary, the one that has a solution to every natural, spiritual, political, and biological problem. I just want to let you know that the coming of the Lord, the Lord will glorify himself. The Lord will solve some of these problems over the nations. The Lord will still have mercy on Israel and unto the church of the living God. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come that men shall be lovers of themselves covetous boasters proud blasphemous disobedience to parents unthankful unholy without natural affection truth breakers false accusers fierce continent fierce despisers of those who are good, traitors, healthy, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than the lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. That's the picture we are having today. 
and want revival to change all these things. People no more have natural affection. People are no longer gentle. They are fierce. They want to take advantage of you. People are so hypocrites. People are traitors. They betray love. They betray confidence. They be, people are heady, very stubborn. You can't correct them. You can't lead them. Nobody can tell them anything. What they want to do with their liberty, they want to do. Very high-minded and proud. Lovers of pleasure. For the sake of pleasure, people are sleeping with demons. People are sleeping with dogs. People are sleeping with same sex. For the sake of love of pleasure, people are sleeping with robots and, you know, iron and things, computers. In any way they can get pleasure, they don't love God. Beloved brethren, we pray tonight that the Lord will bring us the latter rain. That the Lord will raise up men and women of God boys and girls who will join in this body of Christ in this new army that God has been building over the years to pray for the revival fire to come down here in America for the Bible says that when the people in the days of your power your people will be willing I want to round up to remind you what happened in Israel. When Israel was backsliding, Israel, the chosen nation, God has never in any nation, you know, walked the signs and wonders. He walked in Egypt, from Egypt through the Canaan, even into the Canaan land. He destroyed the empire, the greatest empire in the world. He destroyed their economy. He destroyed their army. He destroyed things. He led them through. He opened the, the Red Sea for them to pass. He brought bread, manna from heaven. Oh, the Lord did so much signs and waters. He spoke to Israel. Oh, my goodness. He gave them a wonderful law. He did everything for Israel. But later in the day, he warned them. As is warning any nation that God has ever prospered. Any nation that God has raised up. Immediately you leave God. You are going down. Immediately you forsake God. You are going down. I don't think any nation can be as precious as Israel is unto God. But when Israel went into idolatry. When Israel went into the worship of. He warned them. He warned them. That the nations that you are going, you are driving out and and I'm 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 sending them out because of their iniquity, because of these perverse things, the abominations that they were committing. Don't be like them. Don't marry them. Don't be with them. Because you are a chosen nation. Well, to call the long story short, when Israel went into idolatry. Israel went into false worship. Israel went into worshiping Baal. The whole nation. It took only one prophet. One man. One man. God is not looking for, 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 for majority, multitude of people to bring down revival. He's looking for a few that have the passion 
that can come and pray, oh God, send down the latter rain. And that was Elijah. One with God is majority. 400 bound prophets, 450 in the grove that are eaten in the table of Jezebel, and only one man of God, only one true man of God. You know the story? Israel, this day, choose whom you're going to serve. Let the God that is Lord, let him come and consume the sacrifice with fire. There's no other God but Jehovah God. And that's why the Bible said that blessed is the man, blessed is the woman whose God is the God of Israel. You are blessed. I am blessed to have Jehovah as our God. Because he's the, he's the creator of the universe. The Bible prophets, they cried, they prophesied. When they cried and cried and prayed and prayed, Baal did not hear them, they turned into prophecy. And that's what is happening in Christianity today. They no longer pray, they no longer pray, it's prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. Prophecy cannot bring down fire on top of the altar. Prophecy cannot bring down fire in the church. Prophecy cannot make sinners to repent in the church. Prophecy cannot make witches to repent or run out from the church. Prophecy cannot bring the miracle, the miracle that is needed. Prophecy cannot change souls. It's the word of God. It's through prayer. Elijah gave the word and opened up his mouth and prayed. Before he's finished his prayer, fire came down from heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fire came down from heaven, consumed all the sacrifice, licked up all the, all the water that is there. The eyes of Israel opened. And everyone bowed down their heads and shouted, The Lord is God. The Lord is God. The Lord is God. Why? Because the power of revival. Because the fire came down to burn off all the spiritual groves, all the chains that we are holding all these people, all the veil that is in their eyes, God burned them off. And the eyes of the people opened up. And that's why the Bible says, in the days of his power, his people shall be willing. Let us open up our mouth and pray for revival. Let's open up our mouth and ask God, first of all, that God will forgive us. Forgive you, forgive me, forgive the clergy, forgive the lady. Forgive those in the pulpit, in the pew, in America and all over the world. The church of our generation is not doing so good as they are supposed to be the majority. It's in only few places you can see this fire burning is only in these places you can see you can just see that holiness is exalted and they still cling upon the cross therefore father we ask for forgiveness we ask for forgiveness oh god we ask for forgiveness oh god we pray for our pastors and ministers some of them are adulterers some of them 
sleep with their church members. Look at even how God forgive forgive the sins in the pulpit. Many pulpits are impure, and many pulpits are no longer holy. Forgive, oh God. Forgive, Heavenly Father. Some of them are brought in strange fire. Strange fire. They want power to control the people. They want power of influence. They want the power of money. They want the power to raise up a, big, a very big congregation. And Papa, that power does not come from you. It comes from the pit of hell. Many of them have already transformed to, to, to agents of the evil one. And your flock is being devoured. Have mercy, O oh God. Have mercy, great of God of heaven. Have mercy, Jehovah. And cleanse us with the blood of Jesus. Cleanse the body of Christ with the blood of Jesus Christ. And bring down revival. The grace and the power to pray. The grace and the power to abhor iniquity. To cling to righteousness and holiness. And to shine as light. The grace and the power and boldness to preach the gospel. For you say that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation today that believe. Father, help us. Help us to be what you want us to be. Help us to do what you want us to do. That this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached. And you will quickly come to rapture the saints. We will not be here. We will not suffer iniquity of the wicked. We will not be under the rod of your punishment. Your word has told us in a twinkle of an eye. Yeah, the trump of God will sound and the voice of the archangel. Oh, Father, we will fly away before your anger and your wrath will come upon the people that dwell upon the face of the earth who will not be here. As you delivered Noah and his family from the flood, you do not punish the wicked with the righteous. As you delivered righteous Lord from Sodom and Gomorrah, you do not punish the righteous with the wicked. You will take us away when our job is done. Thank you, precious Father. Hallelujah. <coughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Murama Shandarama Kote Keri Baba. God is looking for instruments, is looking for vessels. Those who will go for souls and not for silver. Those who will go for the glory of God and not the gold of this world. Everything in this world shall pass away. Their gold, their glory, their power, their pleasure, their passion, their property, everything will fade away. We are looking for a new heaven, a new earth, God's kingdom, where only the righteous shall stay. I want you to talk to God concerning your life, that you will dedicate yourself today, that you will consecrate your life once again today, 
saying, God, use me. Use even me. I want to serve you. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he said, That I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, for that is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewal of your mind. Tell the Lord to help you to renew your mind. Tell the Lord that you are coming on the consecration altar this day. Lord, all that I am, I have, I will ever be, I will ever have. My life, my body, my soul, my spirit, my family, my children, my property, everything I have, I sacrifice. Use me as a vessel of honor in this last day. Give me the grace to serve you to the end. Sherry Baba Sanda Mama Blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Amen. Welcome once again as we learn this day how and why we should give God thanksgiving to show appreciation. To show God a grateful heart for what He has been doing for us. If you look in your life, your family, God has been doing wonderful things. You know, it will be like there are things He's yet to do, or present situations that are not pleasant, or the things we're expecting Him to do. But when we look back, we can see that our God has been faithful. So today we discuss on how and why we should give God praise. For the Bible said in all things we should give God thanks for this is the will of God. We should appreciate what God is doing for us. Now, I'm not talking about going to the church to give thanksgiving and all that well that is necessary is in the new testament too but today i'm talking about a grateful heart a heart of gratitude 
that sometimes we can stay and begin to just worship God. Just continue to thank Him for the things He has done, the ones He's doing, and the ones He's yet to do. In Psalm 103, the Bible says much about thanking God for the good things He's been doing for us. Well, if you look at the life of David, David was a God-made man. David was someone that started from the sheep court, out of nothing from nowhere, and God lifted him up. He never ever forgot what God did for him. And all through his life, he was inspired, and even in his heart, showing God gratitude. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfied thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed as an eagle. Hallelujah. So we begin to see the benefits, the things that God has done for us. He has given us salvation. He gave his, his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. He has been protecting us. We have been in and out hospitals with sickness or disease, he healed us. Yeah, they say that the doctors, the medicine can cure, but God healed it. He redeems us from every... Uh, you, you know what you've been through. When you were in the storms of life and tempest, trials, where darkness has ever covered, and remember, you called on the Lord, He answered you. Where you are now is not where you were at that time. So there is need to give God praise and glory. And in the New Testament, you see the Lord Jesus Christ was fond of giving the Father the glory. Uh, in Matthew 21, 11 verse 25. He said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord God of heaven. When he wants to pray, he gives thanks to God. And in Hebrews uh, uh, chapter 13, verse 15, he said, our, our lips shall you know, give praise, give thanksgiving to his holy name. So as, a, as someone who loves the Lord, you should be giving thanksgiving to God. Thank God for my life, for my family, for my wife, for my children, for my wife to be, my husband to be, my children to be, my academics, my work, and for keeping me alive and, you know, giving me a good job, a roof over my head. You know, there's a lot of things to show God the gratitude. Remember sometime uh, in the New Testament that. Ten lepers came to Jesus Christ and said, Lord, if you will, you can make us whole. You can cleanse us. You can cure us. Jesus said, I will be thou made whole and instantaneously and immediately they were cured of that leprosy. 
and ten of them went out. But only one came back to give thanks to Jesus and to give him glory. And Jesus asked, Were there not ten that was healed? Where are the other nine? But it's only one that find it in his heart to come back to give God the glory. And Jesus gave him a complete package of God's healing. He said, Be thou made whole. That means every traces of leprosy, like the uh, bent, uh, uh, twisted fingers and legs, everything was cleared off. Hallelujah. So there's blessings for people who appreciate what God has done for them. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Be thankful unto him, unto the Lord, and bless his name. In Romans 7 verse 25, the Bible says, thank God through Jesus Christ. Without Jesus, we are nothing. We can get nothing. We can have access to the Father. He paid all the price for our peace, for our protection, our promotion, our prosperity, our procreation. He is the one that makes us what we are. So, beloved, let's learn to give God praise. He is faithful. Let's learn to give God thanks. He is loving for all the good things He is doing for us, for all the good things He has done in the past, for every good thing He is yet to do. Let's approach Him with a grateful heart. We may lose or we may gain in the path of life. We may bend, but we may not be broken. We may be betrayed or beaten by the storms of life, and by the people of the world and those whom we have loved. We may be hurt, or maybe we are hurting at this very period. Let's learn to give God praise, for this is the will of God. There are, there are good friends lost, never regained. And there are rejections and denials which we have passed through in our lives. Let's learn to give God praise. Don't let all these things come and weigh you down. There may be lack and hardship in the past or in the present. Let's give God praise and adoration. We may not feel our best as at now. That's the reason why we can go up in the wings of worship and praise, thanking God, and I tell you, if you try it, you're going to feel better. We may not be at our best now. But our best is coming as we give glory to God. Because of life's tempest and billows, we are not where we are supposed to be. But the wings of praise, giving Jehovah great adoration and worship and thanksgiving can lift us above the tempest and billows of life to put us where? On the mountaintop where God has ordained for us. Let us give him thanksgiving. Let's appreciate his wisdom to guide us and lead us in every area of our life. He is our shepherd. He knows the way. He knows the, uh, the distractions on the ways. He knows the traps on the way. He knows where and how best to lead us. Let's thank him for these great things he has done. Whether we are now uh, in pain or in tears or in, or in joy and in happiness, let us give him praise. And we're going to see our grateful hearts. 
when God sees our grateful hearts, He is going to meet our needs faster than we ever think. Let's give Him praise. Learn to thank God. Learn to give Him adoration. Learn to give Him worship. Learn. Is it sacrifice of thanksgiving? Don't wait until it's thanksgiving day. Don't wait until your church begins to say, come and give thanksgiving. Go out and give unto Jehovah. Go out and celebrate his goodness and in your mercy. And the Lord God is going to do you good. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much as we pray now. Father, we thank you for the spirit of praise and thanksgiving. Our Lord Jesus Christ, when he was here on earth, he gave praise unto you. He gave adoration unto you. He gave you glory. And the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ, even in trials and in temptations, they did not fail to give you thanksgiving. Either for good or bad, they were giving you praises. And Lord, above all, you have taught us through the song router to count our blessings. So that when the evil one comes and begins to ask us, ah, has God done this? God has not done this. Look at your situation. You don't have this. You are not here. They did this to you. They did this to you. Lord, we can stand in the feet of boldness to bring out the weapon of praise and worship to say thank you Jesus thank you for salvation thank you for sanctification thank you for writing my name in the book of life thank you for making me to be who I am thank you and we begin to count our blessings one by one oh God if I count my blessings one by one oh my God I can understand that you have done so much for me than the more you are going to do Father we just want to thank you we want to give you praise right now. I pray for those who are hurting. Sometimes it's difficult for people in pain, in lack, people who have been abused, people who have been traumatized, people who have been betrayed. Oh my God, to open up their mouth in tears to give you praise. But even in tears, we give you praise. <laughs> Let them give you praise and adoration. Let them give you thanksgiving, hoping unto you. For the Bible says, we look unto the hills on whence our help cometh. Our help cometh from God who made heaven and earth. When Jehoshaphat and the armies of Israel were surrounded by Sennacherib, Heavenly Father, they will have already come to conquer Jerusalem, besiege Jerusalem. They went into praise and thanksgiving. They went into worship. They raised an orchestra to praise your holiness, to praise you, O God, for you are full of mercy and your mercy endureth forever. And Father, you honor your in the praise and worship of your people. And you came down, Father, and you scattered their army. And Lord God of heaven, you delivered Israel. Lord, I pray for those who are weeping, those who are hurting, those who are burdened with one thing or the other. Even this morning, oh God of Jacob, give them the spirit of praise. Give them the faith to believe, oh God, that sorrow may endure for a night, but joy coming in the morning. Give them the praise and the faith, oh my God, to climb out from their situation, to stand up and to glorify you. Lord, I thank you for those whom you have blessed. 
Remind them to give you praise and thanksgiving. Remind them that you raised them from the dust like you raised David from the sheep cot. You made him a king. You gave him prominence. You gave him power. You gave him position. You gave him kingdom. You gave him riches. And David never forgot you, O God. Give them the spirit of David. Give them the spirit of praise to acknowledge you. Father, we bless you this day. We bless you this day as we count our blessings. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what God has done. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Amen. So look around you from today and begin to see the reason why you should give God praise. That you're breathing today freely, not in oxygen. You should give God praise. And even if you're breathing in oxygen, give God praise. For God will deliver you out of that very place. You should give God praises for the water we drink and the food we eat, for the air we breathe. We give him praise, Father, for the good health he's given unto us. Give him praise for a roof over your head. And even if you don't have a roof over your head, give him praise because he's going to bring a roof over your head. Give him praise, no matter your situation. Don't get distressed. Give him adoration. Look for songs of worship and worship God. Keep on worshiping him. Thank God for God is good. He said that no good thing will be withhold from thee that walk uprightly before you. The Lord bless you. The Lord cause his countenance to shine upon you. The Lord fill you with the spirit of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. And God bless you. Amen and amen. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Amen. Welcome once again as we learn this day how and why we should give God thanksgiving to show appreciation, to show God a grateful heart 
for what he has been doing for us. If you look in your life, your family, God has been doing wonderful things. Uh, you know, it will be like there are things he's yet to do or present situations that are not pleasant or the things we're expecting him to do. But when we look back, we can see that our God has been faithful. So today we discuss on how and why we should give God praise. For the Bible said in all things we should give God thanks for this is the will of God. We should appreciate what God is doing for us. Now I'm not talking about going to the church to give thanksgiving and all that. Well, that is necessary, is in the New Testament too. But today I'm talking about a grateful heart, a heart of gratitude, that sometimes we can stay and begin to just worship God, just continue to thank Him for the things He has done, the ones He's doing, and the ones He's yet to do. In Psalm 103, the Bible says much about thanking God for the good things he's been doing for us. Well, if you look at the life of David, David was a God-made man. David was someone that started from the sheep court, out of nothing from nowhere, and God lifted him up. He never ever forgot what God did for him. And all through his life, he was inspired and even in his heart, showing God gratitude. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfied thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed as an eagle. Hallelujah. So we begin to see the benefits, the things that God has done for us, he has given us salvation. He gave his, his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. He has been protecting us. We have been in and out hospitals with sickness or disease. He healed us. Yeah, they say that the doctors, the medicine can cure, but God healed. He redeems us from every... Uh, you, you know what you've been through when you were in the storms of life and tempest, trials, where darkness has ever covered. And remember you called on the Lord, he answered you. Where you are now is not where you were at that time. So there is need to give God praise and glory. And in the New Testament, you see the Lord Jesus Christ was fond of giving the Father the glory. Uh, Matthew 21, 11 verse 25. 
He said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord God of heaven. When he wants to pray, he gives thanks to God. And in Hebrews uh, uh, chapter 13, verse 15, he said, our, our lips shall you know, give praise, give thanksgiving to his holy name. So as, a, as someone who loves the Lord, you should be giving thanksgiving to God. Thank God for my life, for my family, for my wife, for my children, for my wife to be, my husband to be, my children to be, my academics, my work, and for keeping me alive and, you know, giving me a good job, a roof over my head. You know, there's a lot of things to show God the gratitude. Remember sometime uh, in the New Testament that Ten lepers came to Jesus Christ and said, Lord, if you will, you can make us whole. You can cleanse us. You can cure us. Jesus said, I will be thou made whole. And instantaneously and immediately, they were cured of that leprosy. And ten of them went out. But only one came back to give thanks to Jesus and to give him glory. And Jesus asked were there not ten that was healed? Where are the other nine? But it's only one that finds it in his heart to come back to give God the glory. And Jesus gave him a complete package of God's healing. He said, be thou made whole. That means every traces of leprosy, like the uh, bent, uh, uh, twisted fingers and legs, everything was cleared off. Hallelujah. So there's blessings for people who appreciate what God has done for them. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Be thankful unto him, unto the Lord, and bless his name. In Romans 7 verse 25, the Bible says, Thank God through Jesus Christ. Without Jesus, we are nothing. We can get nothing. We can have access to the Father. He paid all the price for our peace, for our protection, our promotion, our prosperity, our procreation. He is the one that makes us what we are. So, beloved, let's learn to give God praise. He is faithful. Let's learn to give God thanks. He is loving for all the good things He is doing for us, for all the good things He has done in the past. For every good thing he's yet to do, let's approach him with a grateful heart. We may lose or we may gain in the path of life. We may bend, but we may not be broken. We may be betrayed or beaten by the storms of life and by the people of the world and those whom we have loved. We may be hurt or maybe we are hurting at this very period. Let's learn to give God praise. For this is the will of God. There are, there are good friends lost, never regained. And there are rejections and denials which we have passed through in our lives. Let's learn to give God praise. Don't let all these things come and weigh you down. There might be lack and hardship in the past or in the present. Let's give God praise and adoration. We may not feel our best as at now. That's the reason why we can go up in the wings of worship and praise, thanking God, and I tell you, if you try it, you're going to feel better. 
we may not be at our best now. But our best is coming as we give glory to God. Because of life's tempest and billows, we are not where we are supposed to be. But the wings of praise, giving Jehovah great adoration and worship and thanksgiving can lift us above the tempest and billows of life to put us where on the mountain top where God has ordained for us. Let us give him thanksgiving. Let's appreciate his wisdom to guide us and lead us in every area of our life. He is our shepherd. He knows the way. He knows the uh, the distractions on the ways. He knows the traps on the way. He knows where and how best to lead us. Let's thank him for these great things he has done. Whether we are now uh, in pain or in tears or in, or in joy and in happiness, let us give him praise. And we're going to see our grateful hearts. When God sees our grateful hearts, he's going to meet our needs faster than we ever think. Let's give him praise. Learn to thank God. Learn to give him adoration. Learn to give him worship. Learn. Is it sacrifice of thanksgiving? Don't wait until it's thanksgiving day. Don't wait until your church begins to say, come and give thanksgiving. Go out and give unto Jehovah Go out and celebrate his goodness and in your mercy. And the Lord God is going to do you good. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much as we pray now. Father, we thank you for the spirit of praise and thanksgiving. Our Lord Jesus Christ, when he was here on earth, he gave praise unto you. He gave adoration unto you. He gave you glory. And the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ, even in trials and in temptations, they did not fail to give you thanksgiving. Either for good or bad, they were giving you praises. <laughs> and Lord, above all, you have taught us through the song writer to count our blessings. So that when the evil one comes and begins to ask us, ah, has God done this? God has not done this. Look at your situation. You don't have this. You are not here. They did this to you. They did this to you. Lord, we can stand in the feet of boldness to bring out the weapon of praise and worship to say thank you Jesus thank you for salvation thank you for sanctification thank you for writing my name in the book of life thank you for making me to be who I am thank you and we begin to count our blessings one by one oh God if I count my blessings one by one oh my God I can understand that you have done so much for me than the more you're going to do but I would just want to thank you we want to give you praise right now. I pray for those who are hurting. Sometimes it's difficult for people in pain, in lack, people who have been abused, people who have been traumatized, people who have been betrayed. Oh my God, to open up their mouth in tears to give you praise. But even in tears, we give you praise. <laughs> Let them give you praise and adoration. Let them give you thanksgiving, hoping unto you. For the Bible says, we look unto the hills from whence our help cometh. Our help cometh from God who made heaven and earth. 
when Jehoshaphat and the armies of Israel were surrounded by Sennacherib, Heavenly Father, they will have already come to conquer Jerusalem, besiege Jerusalem. They went into praise and thanksgiving. They went into worship. They raised an orchestra to praise your holiness, to praise you, O God, for you are full of mercy and your mercy endureth forever. And Father, you honor your the praise and worship of your people and you came down father and you scattered their army and lord god of heaven you delivered israel lord i pray for those who are weeping those who are hurting those who are burdened with one thing or the other even this morning oh god of jacob give them the spirit of praise give them the faith to believe oh god that sorrow may endure for a night, but joy coming in the morning. Give them the praise and the faith, oh my God, to climb out from their situation, to stand up and to glorify you. Lord, I thank you for those whom you have blessed. Remind them to give you praise and thanksgiving. Remind them that you raised them from the dust like you raised David from the sheep cot. You made him a king. You gave him prominence. You gave him power. You gave him position. You gave him kingdom. You gave him riches. And David never forgot you, O oh God. Give them the spirit of David. Give them the spirit of praise to acknowledge you. Father, we bless you this day. We bless you this day. As we count our blessings, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Amen. So look around you from today and begin to see the reason why you should give God praise. That you're breathing today freely, not in oxygen. You should give God praise. And even if you're breathing in oxygen, give God praise. For God will deliver you out of that very place. You should give God praises for the water we drink and the food we eat, for the air we breathe. We give him praise, Father, for the good health is given unto us. Give him praise for a roof over your head. And even if you don't have a roof over your head, give him praise because he's going to bring a roof over your head. Give him praise, no matter your situation. Don't get distressed. Give him adoration. Look for songs of worship and worship God. Keep on worshiping him. Thank God for God is good. He said that no good thing will he withhold from thee that walk uprightly before you. The Lord bless you. The Lord cause his countenance to shine upon you. The Lord fill you with the spirit of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. And God bless you. Amen and amen.